Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Post Buzzer Podcast. I am Austin Williams, and I am joined by my co-host, Brandon Dyer. How are we doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I know the college playoff rankings come out tonight, so I'm pretty excited to see how that goes down. Uh, Student Spin Podcast is a sister media to the Six Mile Post newspaper at Georgia Highlands College in Rome, Georgia. The views in this podcast do not represent those of the Six Mile Post or Georgia Highlands College. Today's Post Buzzer episode is brought to you by your very own GHC Student Support Services. In case you aren't already aware, they provide free academic, career, and personal counseling. All right, Brandon, final week of regular season college football. Uh, I hate that that sentence just came out of my mouth, but how are we feeling about it? Uh, there's still a whole lot of football left to be played. You have the Ohio State-Michigan game that I know you're excited about. Of course. <laughs> on to my slim hope of Georgia Tech beating Georgia. It's a very thin line, but... Crazy things have happened. I will pull for Yellow Jackets, but that would make things harder for a lot of other teams that did happen. And then, uh, yeah, of course, um, you got Ohio State and Michigan coming up this Saturday, which I will be at the game. Super excited about. Oh, 23 degrees. Wow. Looking at the temperature right now. That is going to be an interesting game for me and my dad when we get up there. But, um, yeah, it's going to be cool to see how these games come up, especially with the college playoff committee ranking these games this Tuesday night. So after Oregon took a fat L to Utah, horrible loss, 38-7, to you can kind of see that the playoff rankings are becoming more clear and see which teams are the contenders and which teams, you know, are just the pretenders. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty much opened up. So um, pretty much the clear top four looks like it's Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, and Cincinnati. Uh, Oregon's out. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think those four are the most deserving as of right now. I hated to see Oregon lose because I was really high on them. Mm-hmm. But looking back, the only other team I could say you'd make a point for is Oklahoma State. But – and just Notre Dame's so unproven right now at that five spot. Yeah. And as I said, Michigan's right behind them. And Oklahoma State could be one of those, like, really scary teams. Yeah, the big sleepers right now are definitely Notre Dame and Oklahoma State. Nobody's really giving Oklahoma a shot because I think people know they're overrated. But Oklahoma State, is kind of they've kind of slept under the radar so far. Yeah, Oklahoma State and Notre Dame definitely, if things go their way, you know, Georgia wins out, Ohio State wins out, Cincinnati wins out. That opens up the fourth spot for either a Notre Dame or an Oklahoma State or maybe even Oklahoma. Who really knows? So, yeah, there's plenty that can still go on. Yeah, it's still in a super exciting week of college football, and there's still so much that could still happen. Which I think the weirdest thing is going to be how the committee sees Notre Dame. Like, if, yeah, how they see Notre Dame and Oklahoma State after Notre Dame doesn't play in that conference championship. All right. Because if Oklahoma State has back-to-back wins against Oklahoma in this last week and then Big 12 championship game, what does that value against Notre Dame who doesn't get to play in a conference championship? Right. If it is weird, because if Oklahoma still wins, they're at number ten in the AP poll, uh, ten and one. Oklahoma State's ten and one, and it really depends. Oh yeah, no, they played. They played this Saturday. Yeah. So whatever team wins that game, and if they win the Big Twelve championship, each 
other this weekend and then in the Big 12 championship. I don't see how you leave that team out of the playoff unless they both lose. And if they both lose, like if they beat each other, then that opens the door wide open for Notre Dame if Georgia beats Alabama and Ohio State moves on or Michigan moves on or Cincinnati. If Alabama beats Georgia, that closes the door. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be Alabama 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3, and Cincinnati 4. I'm guessing that's probably how it would go, and then everything would pretty much stay the same. So, yeah, that is the the boring scenario of how if Alabama beats Georgia. Well, it's, we, we don't really know how it's going to go because we've never seen Georgia play a high-octane offense, and the SEC championship is already you know set in stone. It's going to be Georgia versus Alabama. Alabama should handle business against Auburn, who is who doesn't have their starting quarterback, and whose offense, you know, Bryce Young just threw five million yards against Arkansas and like five touchdowns. So, and sorry, Brandon, but Georgia should take care of Georgia Tech. So, I guess we should see how that goes. But uh, which matchup are you looking most forward to this weekend? Um, again, it's that Ohio State Michigan game. And then you have that uh, bedlam rivalry between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. But I think a sneakily good game could be Wake Forest and Boston College. And then Wake Forest was one of those high-ranking teams just like two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they started to fall off. And Boston College is trying to finish the season strong and try and prove that they're here to play in the ACC. Yeah. Yeah, ACC still has something to fight for, I guess. No playoff teams, really, but Wake Forest can end on a strong note after kind of getting blown out by Clemson. Boston College usually always sticks out throughout the season. <clears throat> and now looking at everything, Arkansas is still ranked, of course. And, um, yeah, it's crazy. Oregon drops down seven spots. Michigan State dropped five. So, yeah, the only teams that are really still in the playoff contention are Oklahoma State and Notre Dame, or the Big 12 championship champion in Notre Dame, unless, um, yeah, unless both the Big 12 teams beat each other out. So, yeah, Notre Dame, only chance to get in is if Georgia went out, Iowa State went out, Cincinnati went out, and for both the Big 12 teams to beat each other. So, yeah, but – Hopefully, if you guys want to see me on TV, <laughs> maybe maybe I'll get a spot in the Ohio State-Michigan game. So <laughs> keep an eye out for uh, me and my dad over there. 24-degree weather. Can't wait for that. Me and my little brother are going to the Bengals and Chargers game, I think, the weekend after that. So now going back to college football, though, which head coaching job looks the most interesting to you going into the next? <sighs> Man, there's like, what is there, two SEC jobs open right now? Florida, LSU, and USC. Well, Florida probably has the market for the the best, like, athletes. Um, Florida is in an easier division, I feel like, against Georgia and Tennessee and all that. And in the West, you have, like, Alabama and Texas A&M and LSU, and that's just a hard division it went out in, so – Florida is probably the easiest thing because you're not going to play Alabama every year, like LSU. So, yeah, Florida is probably the best option I would go for. USC, Pac-12 country. It's just recruiting is just too hard nowadays, and people want kids want to go to where the NFL is, you know, 
going to be in sight. Like if you're a five-star kid and you know you're going to get a starting opportunity, they're going to go to a school that's successful. They're not going to go to USC where they go f- sit four and seven. You know, USC is not even bowl eligible this year. You know, and besides what LSU and Florida have been through, you know, they're bowl eligible. It's just not as pretty. So, yeah, Florida definitely would be the job for me, I would say. What about you? Um, I think LSU is that job nobody wants. <laughs> how packed that SEC West is. Yeah. Well, I think USC would probably be the easiest one out of those just because of the uh, subdivision that you play in in your conference. Because that Pac-12 South isn't loaded. Yeah, you know, and people are really speculating about Urban Meyer coming out the Jaguars and going to the USC job but I doubt it since he's like after the whole Urban Meyer thing at his like club oh yeah I think Urban Meyer just wants to retire right now or at least that's what it seems like yeah but it doesn't seem like he's having fun at all (laughs) he should have just protected his legacy in college and just done what the smart thing and probably take the USC job because I know he loves coaching and still but um yeah, as an Ohio State fan, I couldn't really be happier because of how much our offense has changed from QB power every play to, you know, three receivers that are going to hit 1,000 yards and our quarterback is the betting favorite for the Heisen right now. So, yeah, it's uh, Irma Meyer. He's just good. Co- he's a great coach, but, yeah, he should have taken his talents back to college. But speaking of Heisman favorites, I think the top two is two-man race, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Have you watched much either of their games, or how do you feel about that two-man race so far? I think C.J. Stroud is obviously the, like, popular pick right now. But Bryce, I think Bryce Young gets as much credit as he does just because of him playing at Alabama. Yeah, it's crazy to think that no quarterback has ever won a Heisman at Alabama which really doesn't make sense when you think about it, seeing as they had two of Mac Jones and A.J. McCarron. So they've had these guys, but never never won a Heisman. But you've also had these crazy running backs that they've had throughout the years. So Even going back old school, I'm surprised to hear Joe Namath didn't win one while he was at Alabama. Yeah, there are a lot of these guys. But, um, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud had really good games last week. C.J. Stroud, in the first half alone, threw six touchdown passes and 450 yards. 32 of 35 in the first half. He had one drive in the second half and they took him out. And people are saying that they played the worst pass defense in the country, which is true. But um, just doing that alone against these D1 athletes and everything like that, that's your job. You're supposed to do that and put up these numbers when you go to these programs like this. I think that's something that gets lost with people is that mm-hmm. you- they're going and they're balling out like this and you should be doing that against like lower ranked teams but the quality on those teams are still d1 athletes yeah and the thing is michigan state was not they're not even low they were number 17 in the country (laughs) coming in this thing and the reason the score was so low is because ohio state kept scoring like michigan couldn't get kenneth walker michigan state couldn't get kenneth walker out there to get the ball rolling so you know Credit to the Ohio State offense, where they scored on seven straight drives, 49 points before the third quarter even happened. I was watching that game with my dad, and I, I was just laughing because I couldn't understand how prolific this offense was. You know, if this thing comes together full way, 
you can compare this offense to the to the Mac Jones 2020 led offense, the Joe Burr 2019 LSU offense. So, and back to the Heisman thing, the main thing against CJ Shot right now is that he has all these all this help around him, all this you know. The first time you'll ever hear an Alabama say, well, Ohio State has more talent at receiver, so it doesn't mean as much. Are you kidding me? Like, we'll take away Joe Burrow's Heisman. Take away Mac Jones' Heisman. Lily, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson for Joe Burrow. And you had, you know, you had Devontae Smith, who was the Heisman winner, and then also Jalen Waddell. Yes, for three games, like for like three games, but still you have John Mechie. Like, actually, that's what I'm saying. It is the same thing. It's the same level of competition. It's the same depth. It's and just how high more at all Jalen Waddle, Jerry, Judy, and Devontae Smith all on the field at the same time. So that argument doesn't really work. But, you know, both quarterbacks are amazing, and we'll really find out this weekend who – really is going to push through. I think if CJ Stroud puts up puts up another like four touchdown game against Michigan who is going to be number 5 in the country and Auburn's going to be unranked and Alabama's going to be like number 3 versus unranked. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to dominate against unranked SEC opponents. But if Ohio State and CJ Stroud goes out and dominates Michigan, CJ Stroud has 300 yards, three touchdowns, four touchdowns, I think he'll run away with it. And uh, that'll be that. But we will see what happens. Bryce Young doesn't have that signature Heisman game or moment yet. Yeah. So next weekend, we'll definitely show the Heisman moments between each team. I think we're going to look back at that performance that Stroud had against Michigan State and mm. say that when he won the Heisman. Yeah. If it if neither neither team really comes out and like uh, neither quarterbacks just have like an electric explosive play they're gonna look back throughout the season and we'll see what happens all right well appreciate you guys listening to us and you know end of the semester is coming up we appreciate you guys for listening with us and trying this new format out that we've done so far brandon and i really appreciate it and we will see you down the line bye-bye